0: All right, we are back with another edition of the Quarantine Cast. It's episode 140, and I'm actually having someone I've had on before. Uh, But last time we spoke, he was just about to compete in the Contender Series. He went on and earned a big win, and now he's officially a member of the UFC roster. He has yet to make his debut due to some injuries and things like that, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But without further ado, Orion Kosey, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for
1: having me on again, man.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. So uh, I guess before we start talking about things professionally, um, you've had some you had a good year, I guess, for twenty twenty in terms of your personal life. You got married and everything. So how uh, how's the married life?
1: Married life's good, man. I mean, uh obviously there's little things you gotta do differently. You gotta keep the wife happy a lot more, but uh, you know, um, it's good. You know, I married my partner, married that one person, and uh, it feels good, feels good. I mean, every relationship you're gonna have those issues and arguments. You're never gonna fully agree on everything, but you just gotta decide when it's that time who you're gonna settle down with for the rest of your life. So it's it's not uh, it's not bad, man. It's a blessing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh it's amazing um, that it's happened during the pandemic too, with everything going on. It's uh it's crazy. How was that? Did you end up having like a a decent decently sized wedding, or was it something more private because of the uh, restrictions?
1: Luckily for us, we both have really, really big families. Um, if we didn't have COVID as an excuse to have to cut down, that, <laughs> it was unfortunate, but we would have had like 500, 600 people and That's not- uh, like <sighs> 50 at the very end of it all. So, I mean, it was so good to see all those people, you know, that all showed up, but we saved a lot. <laughs> That's for sure. We saved a lot, but it was a beautiful wedding. I said I wasn't going to cry and I ended up tearing up a little bit. So I tell myself, I was like, fuck, don't be a bitch, dude. Don't be a bitch. Don't cry. <laughs> but we, she looked beautiful that day and she looked beautiful every day. Um, it's fun to relive that memory, though. You know, getting married, it's, it's weird. It's not like fighting. Like fighting, it's, uh, I, I'm not nervous for fighting. But when I saw her walking down the aisle, I was like, holy fuck, like this is real. This is happening.
0: Yeah, it's awesome to see that. Because yeah, it's funny because you, you're a cage fighter and to see like that, emotional side and that that nervousness at a wedding of all things is uh it it puts things into perspective it's almost humanizing um i heard that uh you know your honeymoon and and you went out you went down to mexico and things weren't i guess perfect you were uh, caught in a storm what was that like
1: i wouldn't change it for anything dude it was awesome (laughs) for anything uh we uh we're just because at first they were saying category three and we're like oh that's not too bad but then it's like a couple hours later though like, oh so it's gonna be category four i was like "Fuck, that actually might be kind of bad i'm like talking to my wife and she's like no later though category five i was like all right babe we gotta get the fuck out of here but you know we, we got lucky uh they took good care of us we ended up going to, like um an area that was like supposed to be super secure but if it was a category five like there was a really good chance of that building that we were in getting fucked up uh even a category four there's real possibilities but we, we got fortunate because it was Category 5 all the way up until landfall. And as soon as it touched landfall, it turned right back to a Category 1. And so it was, it was super chill. We ended up going back, enjoying the rest of the vacation. But, you know, uh, we made a lot of good friends on that vacation, too. Like, you got close to the people that were inside the same room as you and stuff like that. It was a great experience, man. Like, we get to say, like, hey, we were caught in a storm, whatever, you know, like a hurricane. But I definitely want to go back, though. You know, uh, Great times there. Great times.
0: Yeah, I guess it's just kind of like making the most of what comes your way, whether it's a storm or or whatnot. And uh, it's awesome that you have that outlook. Like, yeah, we had a great time, regardless of the the scenario.
1: Yep. And then uh cool part about it, too, was uh, my manager, Jason, he ended up getting me the fight news against Nick Dolby during my honeymoon. I was like, dude, this is the best honeymoon gift I've got so far. <laughs> um you know, I was still training while I was down there too. I was training about once or twice a day, lots of swimming, running, hitting the weights, stuff like that, shadow boxing in the sand. So it wasn't like my training changed. It was just, you know, I was a little bit more relaxed. I was eating good, you know, like a little bit more on the unhealthy side because it's Mexico. You got to enjoy yourself, especially on the honeymoon. But, you know, once I got back, I ended up, um, I think it was just the cause of overtraining. It wasn't that I stopped training. I just started overtraining. I was just so excited for this fight. You know, it's against Nick Dalby. He's a tough competitor. And I just tell myself, I was like, fuck, I'm going to go out there and finish this guy and then go on and finish the next guy. But I ended up finishing myself before the fight even started. <laughs> so I don't regret it, though. You know, um, the only thing I do regret it was the style of training I did. I just pushed my body too hard. I was training really hard three to four times a day. And-
0: yeah, that was my uh, that was my next question was, was that, that injury. And I guess how is – recovery and are you back to 100% now and are you ready to go?
1: I'm ready to fight. So we're actually looking for me to fight in May, maybe late April, but we're still figuring it out right now. I feel great. You know, um, the weightlifting coming on really good. Still uh, getting fully recovered up, upper body wise. It was a pinched nerve and you know how pinched nerves can go. It can be a couple of weeks. It can be a couple of months. It could be a year. Uh, fortunately enough for me, I know how to use that PT on myself. And I was seeing a couple of different, uh, like chiropractors and massage therapists. It's been really, uh, helping with recovery. They were saying, um, you know, I probably wouldn't be able to get back to my training for six months. I got back to training after a month and a half, um, back to the way I kind of was doing things. Uh, the arm was like numb for a little bit, probably like a month and a half to two months, but I just started pushing through, started training again, but I'm back to grappling and striking on the heavy bag and stuff like that light rolling but a lot of uh heavy weight and then right after this i'm about to go put myself through a, um a hit style uh workout so it's gonna be a high interval intensity training with the the box bands that i have i'm gonna use that set that up to me so i get resistance to get more recovery to proceed that faster so i want to fight in late april or early may I'm, I'm tired of this fucking waiting dude i hate injuries i just want to fight I, that's when i'm happiest is when i'm fighting
0: yeah, it's funny because that's kind of how I remember both you and Lewis is that, you know, you guys just wanted to go. Didn't matter who, didn't matter where. Do you still have that same outlook? Obviously, you, I'm sure you would like the Nicholas Dalby fight. I'm sure there's other names as well, like maybe fighting Sasha Polotnikov, who just beat Lewis. But is there, a, is there any name in particular you're looking at or just whoever they throw your way?
1: You know, um, after that fight with uh, Polotnikov, I was really pissed off. Um you know, like my brother, he obviously after that first round, I was like, dude, something's wrong with his arm. Something's wrong with his shoulder. And then it turned out like he had to get surgery because he tore his labrum during the fight. Um, I thought, you know, 99 out of 100 times, he beats uh, Polonikov. I don't think Polonikov's that good. I just, maybe I'm butchering Sasha's name, but he's not that good. He just managed to get lucky that my brother fucking blew out his shoulder pretty much during the, right when he knocked him down. Like he even said it too that he couldn't use that power in the right arm. He should have been a little bit more strategic with taking the back. But in the end of the day, you know, the guy did come back to beat my brother. And that was the fight I really wanted. I told my manager straight up, I was like, give me that fight, and I'm going to fucking retire that dude. But I, even though I showed emotion then, I've never showed emotion during a cage fight. I've never been emotional when I fought. I go out there, and I just have fun. I want to fight the best to be the best. So... The Nick Dolby fight still excites me, but I understand that Nick Dolby beat a very good uh, Daniel Rodriguez. And so Dolby's probably not thinking, hey, I want to fight Orion Kosey. I want to fight somebody up, because I know that Dolby's doing the same thing, man. He's trying to fight to win, and when he wins, he gets to go up in the rankings. I haven't got to do that yet, so whoever they send my way, I'll beat them. I'm not looking forward to go to the judges. Fuck them. I'll always say that. Fuck judges, dude. They're always getting shit wrong for the most part, but... uh." I'm always going to go look for the finish, even if it's a tough fight. If it's something where my coach is all, hey, you know, go out there, take him down, win the round, you win the fight. I ain't going to do that. I'm going to be an exciting uh, fight fan for people. I'm going to be somebody that goes for the finish every time. So Dolby, Polotnikov, whoever, you know, Rodriguez, Mickey Gall, shit. Fight one of the top ranked guys too. I just want to have fun with this sport. I I just like to have fun, but I get that, you know, it's a longevity thing too. Fight who you can, when you can. And it's all about fighting during the season. So I want to fight twice before my birthday. My birthday's in July. So I want to fight, you know, like in May or June or eight, late April, late May, or even early June, trying to get, you know, two fights out of the way. And then if I can, you know, depending on how the fights go, if I feel good to go again, I'll fight a third time because I'm constantly trying to stay fight ready after a fight. You you just never know. You know, you see these guys like uh, Kamaev and uh, who, who else just got done fighting uh, – you know, in back to back weeks almost. You know, like there's a couple of fighters that are doing that. Um who is it Holland, I think. He he did it. Kevin Holland does it a lot, yeah. But that's the kind of fighter I am. If I'm not feeling any injuries, I'm staying ready to fight again. I'll you know, I'll fight three times in one week. I don't give a fuck. I just <laughs> fight, man. I have fun with it.
0: Uh that's, that's hilarious. Uh one one of the things you talked a little bit about was was your brother Lewis and and um as you know, as someone who just went through a recovery, what's your advice to him? I mean, obviously, yours your recovery went a lot smoother than the, than what was initially anticipated. But what's your uh, what's your advice for for him? You know, when he's going through his recovery,
1: I just tell him you know keep doing the PT. I, I mean, we hopped in uh, this ISAS cold river together just the other day because that's who came down to visit was my brother, so we got to enjoy and uh, really just take advantage of, like, seeing each other because he lives six hours away. and Anytime we get to see each other, we're just, like, out hiking or doing stuff together. But he's doing really good with his recovery, so it's smooth. Um, I'm hoping to see him back full capacity sooner than later, but it's a time thing, man. He, he's got to go through the proper steps to not come back too soon and get injured again, and now he's prolonged, you know. We're in this for a long time, not not a short time. And I want to fight till I'm 40, so me uh changing my training style too i i was training three times a day four times a day almost super hard not giving my buddy the necessary breaks or fuel that it needed so now i'm changing it up to where you know i'm changing that training style and i'm still getting acclimated to it there's some things i wish i would do more you know i gotta get um, myself back into alpha male more you know i got a couple of the guys there that i asked him when i'm coming back and it's more so of a process of like i don't want to risk too much too soon with that pinched nerve you know if i pinch it One way, again, who's to say how long I'll be out for this time? Um, So the strength and the conditioning have come back really, really good. I've done some light grappling. I've done some light sparring. I'm now ready to go back. But I'm also going on another vacation this upcoming Friday from the 15th to Hawaii. First time there, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to bring my box bams and bring cones. That way I'm hiking, uh, swimming, killing sharks if they come up to me. i ain't messing around like that i hear about people getting attacked all the time so i'm bringing a knife and a spirit doing what i used to do when i was living down river in the woods you know knife and the spirit of the water and stab whatever comes up to you
0: <laughs> i love that you'll fight anybody and anything literally yeah.
1: um i just want to have fun um coming back to the training i love it dude i miss it so much and i can't wait to fully get back to 100 percent training like i was but even when I go back to alpha Mel, I'm going to make it to where alpha Mel, I'll train, um, like techniques, light and moderate. And then when it's time to go live, moderate, heavy recover, you know, refuel properly, um, more water intake. I did a lot more water nowadays than I was before. I was doing water and juice and coffee and stuff like that. And like try to mix it around and stuff like that. trying try to play with it when I should have just did what I originally was doing. That always worked. I should never have added more. There was no need, um, and then in the afternoons, you, you know, light mitt work, you know, go purely for technique and speed. No need for power on mitts. There's no need for it when I can do mitts on the heavy bag right after. But then in the uh, late afternoons, splitting it up to where I'm doing strength every other day and then endurance and cardio every other day. And then on Sundays, complete rest. That's me just walking around, enjoying the sun with my wife and the family and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you've got a routine. Is there a specific gym you're training at now? Or are you at Lost? You're not at Lost Boys anymore, are you?
1: course. So if I'm up in Humble, I'll visit the
0: family up there and go to Lost
1: Boys. But down here, I'm strictly at Alpha Mill. I won't go to the, the gyms. If I'm out of town, though, I'll hit up some other guys that I know and go to their gym. But like I said, it's been a while since I've been back in Alpha Mill, and I gotta just get back in there. So I, I'm excited to get back in there sooner than later.
0: Yeah, they've got a they've got a great team there now too. I think the team's continuing to grow. What what's it like working with uh I guess Uriah Faber mainly in, in his mind?
1: It's awesome. It's cool. Get to pick that guy apart. Um, you know I'm not gonna shit on Alpha Male when I say this, but you know I've noticed that a lot of their style is like uh kind of like counter style. It's like a counter style of boxing. It works for them. I'm not a counter guy though. I'm not gonna be that guy who's super light on the feet, moving back and forth. And it works great for them, but. You guys saw that fight against uh, you know, Matt Ditson. I just kept pressuring forward. If you put me against the cage, I said, fuck it. Start popping him in the ear, start popping him when I can. I'm a power fighter. And uh I, I do believe that it is good to counter, but I also believe in the power of just chucking a motherfucker down and making him you know, hit him once. That changes his whole game plan. Matt Ditson technically was the better striker. He didn't show that in his fight though. I'm being realistic when I say that I fought guys who have better striking than I do. But I hit them once and all of a sudden I am the better striker. I've fought guys that have better grappling. I hit them once, I have better grappling. It's because they feel that power. Um, when I hit them, they don't see it. They don't they don't realize how hard I'm going to hit them. And that's just from, you know, years and years of wrestling and learning. Keep my feet planted as I hit, you know, the more explosive I am with a punch, the better. Popping off shots back to back to back. You don't have to be the guy that pops up high volume you can have high volume in a short amount of punches and strikes and make them feel that and once they feel that that's when you start to taste blood and keep going from there you just got to be smart about it so what i'm trying to add more to is a little bit more of that alpha male style of in and out when i need to be but for the most part i just want to fucking fight and i'm down to throw hands in the center that's why i do this high guard that way i'm able to see the punches i feel it i don't feel anything like it's gonna hurt so i just keep trucking on through
0: do you feel like um, when there's that zero next to your name that it's a lot easier? You know, you, like you don't know what it's like to taste defeat, you know, but if you've been knocked out or if you've been submitted, do, do you feel like people tend to be gun shy and maybe not have that same mentality? Um, it's hard to tell. You know, I'm probably going to face a
1: guy here in the future who, I mean, they see my fights, they know I have the finish uh, finishing capability. I don't go to fight to win. I go to fight to finish. There is a difference between fighting to win and fighting to finish. I'm the guy who fights to finish. I will never be the guy who settles just for the win. Always for the finish. That's who I am. Um, but even in training, dude, I'd rather have a bad day of training or a bad week of training than to go in a fight and then have a bad day there. And, you know, I've had that a couple of times where I've got outstruck or out grappled at sparring and people ask, yo, you're off today. I'm like, fuck, I'd rather be off today than in that fucking cage, though. Because then I'm able to work around that. That's Those are the days where you get to push harder. I'm not gonna sit here in line and be like, "Yeah, I'm the best in the gym. I'm the best outside the gym," but I am the best in the cage, and that's where it matters.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's a great mentality. I read uh, George St. Pierre's book, and he said the same thing. He's like, "It's not the first time I've been outsmarted or defeated in the gym, but when I when it comes to fight night, uh, no one beats me." So it uh, it's you know that's a great point. Is you can have a shitty training camp, but as long as you're on for that 25 minutes or 15 minutes, that's really all that matters. Yeah. There's another man who's undefeated. He's competing this weekend, and I couldn't go without asking your, your, uh, your prediction for it. Israel Adesanya and Jan Blahovich. Are you tuning into that? And uh, if so, what's your, what's your take, and who do you think is winning it? I'll be
1: in Hawaii watching that, but I'll definitely be fucking watching that. But um, I think Adesanya, if he can stay smart and stay on the outside, stay technical – I don't think he's going to do the whole entire violence thing. Like, he says he does nothing against him. But John Blockowitz, if he, or Jan blockwitz if he lands one even good strike on uh, Adesanya, it's probably going to be lights out for Adesanya. You know, he's got to realize he's fighting these up-and-comer bigger guys. And he's already said he's not going to try to fight at a heavier weight. He's not putting on size for this fight. So he's going to fight like a 185-pounder with a little, uh, couple extra pounds. But... I think Jan will have the power advantage. I think um, Adesanya with the technique advantage, uh, technically on the stand-up, but Yan's, you know, he's a great fighter too, and maybe we'll see a little bit of both people's ground games. Who does have the superior ground technique? Um, is Jan going to try to play into Adesanya's style of, you know, he's going to try to pull Jan in and, you know, counter-style and then release? Or is Jan not going to let him do that? We're going to see another Yo Romero um, Adesanya fight. That shit was boring as fuck. That was one of the worst fights I've ever seen. I wish both of those guys would have lost that fight. Because you had Adesanya trying to... And I get it. Adesanya's trying to pull the power striker into his fight. But Yolo Romero knew not to go into his fight. There's a way to counter a counterfighter. It's to force a counterfighter to try to be the aggressor. And how do you do that? You slowly approach. You just slowly stalk them. Um, there's just a bunch of different ways you can play it. So we'll see how that fight goes. I think that... uh Amanda Nunes knocks out Megan Anderson. And then I think that Peter Jan will uh, – that's actually great. I think Peter Jan gets a knockout if he keeps standing. I think that Aljamon Sterling gets a submission win if it goes to the ground.
0: Yeah, I, that's a, that's exactly how I have it. Um, I, I really like the, the Jan Vlahovic fight. I just think stylistically that's super compelling. You know, a, a guy who who likes to piece his opponents apart and then a power, power striker. So it's, it's going to be an interesting one.
1: There is a fight on that card, though. I think it should definitely be its own main event. Thiago Santos versus Ryokic. That is going to be a fucking outstanding fight. I cannot wait for that one. That one right there is supposed to lead off the main event. Someone's getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Has-
0: and there's some crazy, crazy cards. And there's 15 fights. There's 15 fights on this card, which is unbelievable. It's stacked uh, top to bottom. I'm going to ask you this last question before I let you go. You're going to Hawaii. Obviously, you're, you're back in shape. You're healthy. How do you go to Hawaii and kind of stay disciplined? Like, I can imagine if I'm going to Hawaii, I am going and I'm drinking and I'm having a good time. So how do you kind of balance both things at the same time?
1: Very easy. I'm going to enjoy myself by being outdoors. I mean, being outdoors is my... Way to have fun. I like to go hiking. I like to go swimming. I want to enjoy it all. I'm there for the experience. I'm even planning on going with uh, my brother-in-law for a around of golfing because it's my wife and her family's all going. So the family-in-law, they're all going too. And uh, we're just going to have a fun time. We're going to go snorkeling, zip lining, be outdoors all the time. So I'll go running on the beach. I'll do you know, my workout at the house. If I can find weights nearby, I'll lift. I don't need a lift, though. I can go outside. I can lift my wife. You know, I can have her on my shoulders and just hike her up the mountain or pick up one of her little sisters and start doing lunges and stuff. I'm going to find ways to stay in shape. But the main focus is for me, it's like I can literally go there and just have fun and not work out the entire time. Or I can go there, have fun, work out an hour or two a day, split it off morning and evening, and then be ready for a fight. And I'm thinking about my career. I'm not thinking about just, oh, I'm going to Hawaii for the first time. I'm going to just sit there and have fun. No, I'm going to go there, have a blast and stay in shape and stay, you know, determined to fight by May. I want you to fight by May at the, you know, earliest, maybe late April, mid April, whatever comes. I don't care.
0: I love it. Um, Is there anybody you'd like to thank? Any sponsors you want to give a shout out to before we end it?
1: Yeah, I'd like to thank, uh, you know, everyone who's been helping me out with all this. I'd like to thank uh, Team Alpha Mel for still sticking by my side through all this. Lost Boys for sticking by my side. Uh, My uh, sponsors, you know, uh, Grey Bush Metal. You know if you haven't heard them check them out they were humble based with some sacramento influence around them because it's a mixture of you know people from both areas that's if you're in the metal guys even if you're not in the metal you know just shut the fuck up rock out turn them on Um, get right thank you guys for everything you know for supporting me with the clothing uh just the brand itself and they just opened a facility up in crescent city so i'm looking forward to going up there and putting on a seminar for them as well um Step Dalkey with the doTERRA products. You know, a lot of the oils have been helping, especially, you know, I, I don't really like to sleep. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> I like to sleep, but my body doesn't. My mind doesn't like to turn off. But, you know, because of the oils that I get, it helps a lot. And then the UFC PI for hooking me up with, like, the uh, the Thorn products for, like, the vitamins daily and nightly. And then uh, Javier Arroyo for the chiropractic work. And I'm pretty sure there's other people, too, that I'm forgetting. Um, oh, my management for, you know, helping me out through all the through with me, and uh, making sure I'm taking care of all the time with all the product they send me to, and uh, making sure I'm up to date with them. Um, fuck you, Sada, for always having to know where I'm at at all times. I think it's kind of creepy. It's like a weird stalker that just wants to know where you are. I get it. Keep this, you know, sport clean. I love that aspect, but it's weird having to always update where you're at at all times.
0: Um, yeah, that and thank would be pain.
1: For having me on. I, I look forward to it, and I just want to thank all my family and friends for supporting me. Um, Instagram is at galaxy cozy i'm barely on facebook if i am i'm talking shit to my family and friends about politics just to piss them off hashtag cancel Orion and i'm barely on twitter guys if you're messaging me on twitter please stop message me on instagram i hate twitter i got banned for two months and then i wanted to stay banned i even deleted my account but somehow they re-added my account and i'm back on so if i'm on there it's rarely here and there but please cancel me on there too i hate social media I only like Instagram.
0: I love it, man. Uh, Instagram is the way to go. I agree. But uh, thanks again for the time, man. And have a great time in Hawaii. And uh, we'll have to do this again, hopefully, after your uh, your next win.
1: Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. and Good luck with everything. And uh, maybe once I get fight news, we'll do another one right before.
0: Oh, man, I love it. All right. All the best. Stay safe, man. Uh, things are crazy, so uh, don't catch anything.
1: Uh, not going to. Take care, guys.
0: All right, man. There you have it, Orion Kosi. Uh, I had him on long before uh, he made it to the UFC, and I'm uh, I'm happy to have him back on, and we'll do this again. If you guys haven't yet, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we will see you guys next time.